most professional, unprofessional podcast uh, out there, that's for sure. Unprofessional, unrecruited, all the uns. First episode today, uh, you can follow us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash unrecruitedpodcast. I'm working on adding us to the Apple Podcast app, and we'd really appreciate if you could leave any ratings or any comments, nice or mean, whatever, we'll take it. So today we're going to talk about the NBA Summer League. Kyle and I, we visited the NBA Summer League in Las Vegas for the opening weekend. We're going to take turns talking about the biggest surprises, disappointments, observations, and experiences. Kyle, I'm going to have you start us off. Just tell me about your Summer League experience. Bring your hottest and best takes. <laughs> I'll, uh, you know, I won't start with my hot takes right away, but um, for sure it was definitely an awesome experience. It was cool to see uh, all the players play in person. Uh, we got to see Lakers, Celtics, Sixers. I mean... Uh, got to see my personal favorite, uh, Dennis Smith Jr. We can get into that more a little bit later, but uh, no, it was awesome. I uh, had a great time. Uh, got to really see players' uh, strengths and weaknesses in person. It's always much better than watching it on TV. It's a completely different experience, so I'm sure a lot of people could, could attest to that. Uh, but I uh, don't know. Personally, if, if like when the, the big games, I'm fine watching yeah. it on TV. Like I, I'd rather sit at home than in the nosebleeds, but Summer <laughs> League, we, had, we were great seats. We were like the the fifth or eighth row, which we kind of had to yeah. fight for. Yeah. You had to get there early. Laker fans coming to see the the Las Vegas Lakers in the summer league. <laughs> I think when the Lakers have a good draft pick, it's not good for us because we can't go and see our favorite prospects as easy. Because if you don't know, I'm actually a Sixers fan. Kyle is a LeBron fan, so whatever team he's on. <laughs> Pretty much. But go ahead and continue on your summer league experience. No, but yeah, it was, it was great. Um, as far as the play goes... Uh, we got a few good games, like the Lakers, Celtics, um, the Mavericks-Bulls game was really good. Uh, we got a garbage game with uh, Timberwolves and Raptors. But, uh, other Which than is that, most of no, the time with Summer yeah. League, all garbage games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's very bad basketball. But um, no, other than that, it was, it was great. I had a, I had a blast. Uh, you know, it was cool to be with all of our friends and stuff, so that was, that was awesome. Yeah, Yeah, we, had, we have a group chat going on, and it was some people meeting each other for the first time. We kind of just spend the whole time talking shit. So, yeah. Um, well, for me, I, it, it's cool. This is my third year, I believe, third or fourth year going to NBA Summer League. And it's my, my cheap way of seeing my team because living in near Los Angeles, I don't have much opportunity. I have to pay for NBA League Pass every year because they're never on TV. And to see them in person, I'd, well, have, to, I'd have to go to a Laker game. I know. They're going to they're gonna be on TV a lot more coming up. So, for me, the... I, I was there in person for the Lakers versus Celtics game, which was Lonzo Ball's debut game. And I got to tell you, the environment was like an NBA Finals game. It was crazy. Yeah. How I mean, you, you, were, you weren't there yet. You were watching on... Um, oh, no, sorry. That wasn't that game. It was the Lakers-Clippers game was the first game. Yeah, that, yeah. that one. The, the environment was the same in both games. But it was crazy that it was just that first night and just playing against the Clippers in a summer league game, it felt like I was there for Lakers Sixers 2001 NBA Finals. (laughs) It was insane how loud people were. And people were taking it so seriously. When Lonzo Ball was playing, every time he'd have the ball, shoot the ball, Lonzo, what are you doing? Don't pass the ball. When they must not know his best attribute is to pass the ball. But I want to spend a little bit talking about Lonzo Ball's game that that I watched a couple games in person. And uh, as a Sixers fan, when we, before we had the first pick, I thought he was going to potentially drop to our team. And I would have been fine with it because I think he would have fit really well in the Sixers. But watching him in person kind of confirmed a lot of kind of weaknesses and concerns that I had. First of all, with the pick and roll. So just 
him trying to navigate the pick and roll for some reason he he just doesn't seem quick enough athletic enough to kind of beat his man and he always makes either a quick pass or he'll turn it over immediately so it's something in the long term when you when you're in the nba and around such a a pick and roll centered league he's definitely gonna have to improve on it and uh, let me and if you're gonna say his excuse was like maybe he's playing against an nba quality defender Sorry to tell you, Kendall Marshall is nowhere near. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, he's played in the NBA before. As somebody has called him before, a seasoned NBA vet, <laughs> he had played a few games and missed a bunch of games for injury. So, And he was never known for defense, even before he had torn his ACLs and lost at the athleticism that he never had anyways. So the fact that he couldn't pass him... And on defense, he couldn't stay with Kendall Marshall. They had to switch Brandon Ingram onto Kendall Marshall in order for Lonzo to not be exposed, I guess, by the the super slow Kendall Marshall. I mean, I'm not going to say that I can guard him, but Lonzo's got to be able to take on those lesser point guards in the future or else who knows what you're going to be able to have to do with him when it comes to him playing against the John Walls, the Kyrie Irvings of the world. It's going to be... A horror show. Yeah, that's going to be very tough for him. Um, One of the biggest things I saw is just his conditioning. Um, His shot was way off, and partly because he's tired. He gets tired very quickly. Uh, Like you said, he's not as athletic, so it's a lot harder for him to stay in front of guys and stuff like that. So I think the biggest thing with him is just getting his conditioning up. That will help his defense a little bit. He has a great feel as a team defender, but as far as individual defender goes, he's going to struggle a lot. Uh, he just doesn't have the foot speed right now. Um, he's got the length, but the foot speed's just not there yet. So, um, yeah, he's going to need to work on that a lot. Um, yeah, and I'm not hating on him completely. Like, I, There's some positives to his game. Like you were saying, the, the feel for the game, not just on like team defense, but... On offense, he has a really good feel. He makes the, what I think are the simple passes, and he makes the right passes. The only like the passes I'm most impressed about are his full court passes, where he's super accurate and makes those passes like on the fly and really quickly right after a rebound. So that's gonna help him out in the league. I mean, you're gonna get better athletes and defenders who won't fall asleep as much, but it's still definitely an asset that he's gonna have in his toolbox. And the shooting, for some reason, was the biggest concern for the Laker fans that I heard in the building. But shooting will come. I mean, it's 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 something I don't like either. The fact that he can't shoot over defenders, he has to have a good amount of space yeah. because shooting the ball from his left hip is not going to go well when he has anybody who can put their hand up in front of him. Mm-hmm. So he's we already know he's going to be a good open shooter. He's gonna struggle off the pick and roll. Like he basically he confirmed exactly what I thought he was. And for some Laker fans who might have been the first time they've seen him, they think he's much better than he was in college. And I'm just not ready to say that at all until he does play in the regular season and I see him show more star potential. But you can't you can't say that summer league triple doubles are like (laughs) super impressive and are gonna be a. an indicator of his future success. Yeah. Now, I think the silver lining is, um, I didn't, you know, obviously we didn't watch a whole bunch of Magic Johnson, but I don't think he was an insane stop pick and roll guy, was he? Stop. Was he? He's stop. You can't. Lonzo Ball is not <laughs> like Magic Johnson. No, but I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna say 
you know, people are obviously going to compare him. He plays on the Lakers, and they're both passers. But, you know, I don't think Magic was a pick-and-roll maestro. I think he was just a great, you know, overall passer. So that's, you know, something if the Lakers fans want to look at, you could point to that as well and say, well, Magic wasn't a great, you know, pick-and-roll guy, but he still was just had an awesome feel for the game and was a fantastic passer overall. So maybe if you want to look at that, you can – point to that maybe I, I don't know no, but it, there were different games and I'm I don't know if the pick and roll was quite as prominent as it is today yeah so I, I just I don't know I'm it's not because he's not on my team I know you're gonna think that <laughs> people listening I I was ready for him to be on my team I was ready to take on his concerns before I thought we even had a chance of taking Marco Fultz but Kyle I want to hear about your take of uh, Dennis Smith Jr., <laughs> something you yelled out during warm-ups. Oh, yes. To everybody. The best guard in this draft. That's my hot take. Um, I really like this kid, man. Uh, I don't know. There's just something about him. And I'm not usually the one to get overhyped about, you know, mixtapes and highlight reels and stuff like that. But it's not even just that. Um, of course, all I've seen before were his highlights, but actually seeing him in person... He just has an NBA body. He's NBA ready right now, and he looks good. I know it's just summer league, and I know we can't put a whole bunch of stock into it, but he just has an NBA body to compete with the fastest, quickest guards in the league already. He's strong enough to compete with them. He's got the athleticism. He's got the skill. So, I mean, he's I a like dog. this kid. I, I really like this kid. He, uh, he is a dog. Yeah, he, he's an animal. Yeah, I mean, if summer league is good for anything, it's kind of the eye test. And when we talk about Lonzo Ball struggling with pick and roll, you bring up somebody who – is going to be very strong in the pick and roll. Yeah. And then when you look at the people he's going to have around him, when he's going to have Nerlens Noel, most likely he hasn't signed yet, but most likely Nerlens Noel is a pick and roll partner, an athletic rim running center, and you're going to have shooters on the outside, Wesley Matthews, yeah. Dirk Nowitzki, Harrison yeah. Barnes. He just he's going to have in a great offensive coach in Rick Carlisle. I think my only concern is if Rick Carlisle who's known to not really trust rookie point guards to start out if he'll be able to give him the keys or if he'll be able to handle some of those rookie mistakes that are bound to happen in, in his rookie year because right, right. He, he didn't show much effort at NC State on the defensive end, and I'm sure Carlisle is going to want that to improve. And then hopefully he doesn't have any off-the-court issues or not, no arguments with teammates because he's kind of he's got kind of like the Kobe mentality, right, I believe. Right. He's super aggressive. He, he just wants to win, even though he didn't win much, which, once again, college – Wins are not going to translate to the NBA. It doesn't matter. He had nobody around him. I mean, I can talk about Fulton Simmons on another podcast in terms of their college play. But Dennis Smith's going to be really good. I don't agree with him being the best guard in the draft. Uh, Marco Fultz, I think everyone's forgetting about him for some reason. Because he's on the Sixers and teams play, or fans of other teams seem to have like a bias towards Sixers players because of different injuries and like if any player had sprained their ankle in a summer league game no one would care yeah it's right. only because it's Markel Fultz on the Sixers and because Malik Monk didn't play summer league at all because he sprained his ankle but nobody's really saying anything yeah, no about one it at all yeah because yeah. he's on the Hornets too and no one cares about the Hornets really but I mean it might stem from jealousy I'm not sure because the process has been working you might say the Lakers have a process I mean it's we'll, we'll wait for that we don't know how that's going to go yet. But Markel Fultz. I got to talk about Markel Fultz. Of course. Let's, let's get you going on that real quick. So with last year, with before the draft last year, Ben Simmons was clearly the best player in the draft. 
and I don't like to be hurt and set up expectations. So I started to like fall in love with Brandon Ingram because I knew that we were going to be one of the top picks. So I was like, all right, let me just get ready for Brandon Ingram to come in. Not, I'm not even going to watch any tape, nothing. I'm not going to pay attention to Ben Simmons because I know we're not going to get him. I had that feeling for some reason. And as soon as the draft, the draft lottery came and we got the first pick, I immediately, <laughs> immediately said we're getting Ben Simmons. And I immediately got happy. I watched all the film that I could. And I just realized how great he was. Now, there was a time for this draft where it seemed like the Celtics were going to take Josh Jackson for whatever reason at one. And some and the Laker fans thought that, oh, we're going to get Markel Fultz. Yeah. It's going to happen. Right, right. And they hyped him up so much. And they, they knew his talents because he was going to go to the Lakers, they thought. And he had the visit and everything. And people thought that that was, that was it. But... Once it ended up that he was gonna, or the Laker, the Sixers traded for the number one pick, it was funny how quickly Laker fans turned <laughs> and dismissed Marco Fultz and that right, he's right. he's not that good and Alonzo Ball is gonna be better and I mean it's still we're still, we still don't know how what's gonna happen but man I just watched some some more tape recently of Marco Fultz I watched him in summer league watched his college highlights the guy can score yeah he's a scoring machine for sure effortlessly. He can shoot the three. He shot about 40% this year in college. He shoots mid-range incredibly well. He can shoot with a hand in his face, no problem. He releases the ball so high, he can get his shot off anywhere. He doesn't have to do a step back to the left and swing his arms over for a Lonzo-type shot because he doesn't need that space. He knows how to orchestrate the pick and roll extremely well. Take whoever his center was in in college and put Joel oh, Embiid there yeah. and like the options are endless in what he can do so he's gonna be so well I mean the only concern I have with Markel Fultz is that he's gonna be an average to below average defender which I mean I'll take anyway he's gonna be such an elite offensive player I'll take that and I want to see how he's gonna fit with Ben Simmons and the and who's gonna be really the point guard but if you watch a video, I can't remember exactly who posted it yet, but it's kind of like an in-depth analysis on how exactly the, the new Sixer players are going to work, specifically together, and how you can't defend them in the pick and roll. He goes over the, di- the different options on how you can try to attack it, but then immediately disproves it. Another concern I have is uh, Marco Fultz isn't exactly Kyrie Irving at the rim. He had struggled a little bit in finishing at the rim, but... I mean, that'll just come with reps, I think. Even if it ends up he's an average to below average finisher at the rim, he yeah. still has his shot. He can still hit the mid-range. He can still pass. He just makes so many good decisions. And just because he's not a large personality, I think that's great to be the, the third player on the Sixers because Embiid has enough personality for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And Ben Simmons has been starting to show his personality as well since he's coming back from injury. So Marco Fultz, guys, he's he's good. He's going to be good. I mean, I, I'm not going to predict that he's better than whatever in the, in the long term. But, I mean, as of right now, you can't say just from summer league play that somebody's passed Marco Fultz. Because you know if your favorite team had the number one pick, you would have wanted Marco Fultz. And that shouldn't change from a couple summer league games against players that, I mean, maybe each roster has one or two guys that are going to make the team. Unless you're the Chicago Bulls, who have six rotational players on their summer league team and was still losing... To the worst teams. Yeah, yeah. Man, the Bulls are crap. <laughs> They're terrible. But um, yeah, with Fultz, um, 
Man, he just has that really long wingspan. What is he, 6'4", with a, close to a 6'11 wingspan? Oh, yeah. He's and feel man. for the game, too. Yeah. Like, when you talk yeah. about feel for the game, the guy is so effortless. He can just get anywhere he wants. He has, like, that, that like, James Harden yeah. appeal to yeah. him. And he's just, I can't talk enough about him. He's just going to be so good. <laughs> he just reminds me a lot of a more fluid uh, coming out of the, you know, of college. A more fluid Dwayne Wade. He really does with a better shot. Yeah. That's who I think of when I think of Foles. A better ball handling Dwayne Wade. I really do. So, yeah. And he's, he's athletic enough. He's yeah. not going to Russell Westbrook run into the lane, throw down on somebody. But he knows how to use change of pace really well. He can slow it down. And then he'll just rise up out of nowhere for a dunk in the middle of the lane. So, yeah, he's... Oh, man. <laughs> Had like, your fist for the day? It's like, yeah, it's like when you fall in love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I hear you, man. I've done that. And, like, not only do I have him, I have Ben Simmons also, and I have Joel Embiid, and I have Dario Saric. So, <laughs> this, this season is going to be great for me if, if the, the guys get injured. I might have to cut my leg off in unity so that I can never tear anything or break an ankle <laughs> just for them. Yeah, so, uh, oh, so I had to bring up, since we talked about Dennis Smith Jr. and the Mavs, there was a player, I don't remember what his, I don't know if it was his first name or his last name, but I went up to get food, and I came back. <laughs> And there's this guy, there's a player on the Mavs, his name oh. was Ding, either his, his first name or his last name, it, it was my, an Asian yeah, player. Yeah, it's Asian, sometimes they flip it. And yeah. so do you remember watching the Kobe Bryant, his last game, when he had, what, 60 points, right? Yeah, in the game yeah, winner? I remember that, yep. So when Kobe was scoring near the end, for some reason, that was the level of enthusiasm from the crowd <laughs> every time this Ding guy touched the ball. It was insane. They wanted to pass to him immediately, and... Every time he shot it, if he made a shot, it was just like Kobe. I hit the game-winning shot. Game winning shot. The crowd was crazy there. And even when I got back, I, saw, I had seen on Twitter that they were doing the same thing for him again. <laughs> so I'd love to know how he feels about it. Ding, I want to know. Feel free. You can come on the podcast. I'm sure yeah, people will course. like that. Yeah, we'll have you. <laughs> we'll get a lot of fans. But that was something really crazy and unexpected. Another kind of off-the-wall thing, I saw a couple of Big Baller brand t-shirts in the crowd. I mean, it's a $50 minimum t-shirt. <laughs> We're going to have t-shirts soon, and you can get those for between $14 to $20. So if you're going to spend your money on a Big Baller brand shirt, you might as well spend money on something that is better quality and is going to be better designed. I'm certain of that. <laughs> and you get to support two college students who exactly. get to talk about basketball every day. Exactly. Um, speaking of big ballers, Alonzo's not even wearing his shoes, which is yeah, a very telling. Personally, I don't care. I don't care what shoes he wears. I don't care if he you know, has his own shoe or whatever. I just think this is clearly, not clearly, but I mean it shows that you should have just signed an endorsement deal if you're LeVar Ball with Alonzo. And then build your way to his own shoe. Maybe have it in the background, have it in your vault where you're working on it, but still have that endorsement deal. Now you don't have anything, and you're trying to make your own shoe. And Lonzo's not even wearing the shoe. So what is that? What is that going to say to your customers? If he's not even going to wear a shoe in a game, why would anyone else? You know what I mean? It's his shoe, and he doesn't even want to wear it in the game. So I just thought that was kind of weird. But hey, uh, I, who knows what they're doing over there? So. Yeah. New slogan: Big Baller Brand. Wear our shoes, but we won't. <laughs> exactly. This is basically what you're saying to everybody who bought the shoe. And not to mention they're four. So this isn't even, you know, showing they're four hundred and fifty dollars. 
and he's not wearing them. So why would I pay $450 to be like, ah, oh, well, I don't even want to wear this shoe when I play? That doesn't make any sense. I think the real question is, next game, which is today, the semifinals, does he wear the leanings? <laughs> he might. I mean, he's just going from every brand, so he's... I mean, he still has Adidas left to wear, and no, yeah, he's worn Adidas. He has. He wore the Hardens. Yeah. Oh, geez. that was. Yo, uh, he did. He did. So I mean, uh, he's just going through every brand. So yeah, we'll probably see him wear Peak and Ling Ying soon, and Dwayne Wade shoe. I mean, yeah, he wore the the ZO twos the first two games, then he wore the Nikes, and then he wore the Adidas, and then last night he wore the Under Armour. So I mean, unless he's just gonna stop there and keep cycling through them, he could wear the leanings. He hasn't worn uh, Jordans yet. Yeah, he hasn't worn Jordans. He could wear those, no. too. I mean, I, don't, I don't know which ones to pick. I don't, I don't like playing basketball in Jordans. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan either. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've worn Nikes my whole life. Yeah, pretty much. But I wanted to also mention how meaningless Summer League stats are. Because I saw this graphic comparing Lonzo Ball's Summer League stats to the likes of John Wall, Steph Curry, Kyrie Irving, people like that. So... I don't know why you guys are passing that graphic around because you're not helping yourself. You're basically <laughs> saying, like, look at these all-NBA guards and look at Lonzo's stats compared to them. Don't you want his stats to kind of line up with them because the best kind, the best people with the best stats aren't always the best players that come out of Summer League? Right, right. Because I'm pretty sure Chris Dunn had averaged the most points last year from Summer League. And the stars of Summer League haven't always been the stars of the NBA. So I want to play a game. Uh, we don't have a name for it, but I'm gonna. I'm basically gonna, gonna go to each year of the summer league, and I'm gonna have you guess, Kyle. Oh, great. Who led in a certain statistical category? And I'm gonna bring up the name, and we're gonna see if that person ha- was worth anything in yeah, the NBA, yeah. basically. So I'm gonna turn the laptop <laughs> just so you can't see here. Oh, all right. I'm gonna pull up this tab. All see right. if I can uh, guess any of these guys. All right. So as so, let's see, let's start off with this year. Lonzo Ball's leading all of Summer League in assists at 9.2. Okay. Okay, so let me move on to last year, which was 16-17. Uh, Who do you think led NBA Summer League in points? Last year? Last uh, year. Tyus Jones? Incorrect. No, it's Trey Lyles with Trey 20, oh, 29 God. points per game. <laughs> Trey Lyles, and he didn't even get any minutes in Utah. No, so we can we can say that Trey Lyles averaging twenty nine was nowhere close to what he averaged yeah, not later. Even close, yeah. Who led all of NBA summer league in rebounds? Oh man, uh, there's no way I'm gonna guess this. Uh... <laughs> Allen Williams. Oh, Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix. Suns. Yeah. Okay. Eleven point two. I mean, he Rotational. did okay, but that's that's yeah. no triple double. Yeah. yeah. There's not a couple triple doubles in summer league. Yeah. Um, Who led Summer League in assists? I'm going to say Tyus Jones. Again. You got that one, right? Okay, yeah. How many minutes has Tyus Jones played this season? <sighs> no more than 15. Do you feel like Tyus Jones is going to be a star later? No, absolutely not. Yeah. All right. Well, good. I'm glad we got that one out of the way. How about for blocks? Blocks? Uh, uh, no, there's no way I'm going to guess that. Um, Eddie Tavares. Eddie Tavares, wasn't he not even on a team for a while? That's really impressive if he led the Summer League in blocks, if he wasn't on a team. Oh, jeez. 2.7. <laughs> Who led all of Summer League in steals? Steals? Um, mm, Chris Dunn. Nope. Chris Briante Dunn. Weber. 
Who, to be fair, he was on the yeah, Warriors. Yeah, 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 okay. For a little bit, I and believe. And then he ended with the Hornets. Hornets. Or something. And yeah. I'm, I don't know where he is now. Yeah. I don't think he yeah. ended up on another team. So. Well, good. We're just going to do two more years here. Because <laughs> I don't want to go too far back. So, then you'll so forget. far, no stars. Basically. So far, no stars. Correct. All right. So, 2015-16 NBA Summer League. Who led in points? 2015. Uh, oh, jeez. How, okay, how about I don't have you guess? Yeah. We'll, we'll, I'll just go through them, and we'll yeah. see if even anybody is noticeable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So who led in points was Seth Curry. Oh, I mean, he's doing decent now on Dallas. Wait, I said, I said Seth, not Steph. Let me remind you. <laughs> he's, he's okay, okay, right? I mean, he's he, okay. Okay, he you said that. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. okay. I get what you mean, yeah. He okay. worked his way to start a rotation, but I mean, it's the Mavericks. They're terrible. So. Yeah. Rebounds. Which was actually Alan Williams, who led it twice. Again? Oh, wow. He led it in 15-16 and 16-17. And assist was Larry Drew, who He's was on the Sixers league, Summer League team this year. <laughs> he started for a few games, to be fair. So I think this is the first starter we've seen oh, wow. in this list. Larry Drew. <laughs> wow. Who blocks. I've never heard of this guy. Kem Birch. No, never, never heard of him. Kem Birch had 3.3 blocks per game. I don't, it's a fact I never heard of him. <laughs> Makes me pretty confident he wasn't on a team at all. Wow. In steals, once again, I've never heard of this guy. Corey Walden. Never heard of this guy ever. ever. Corey Walden led in steals with 3.5. Yeah. And that's it for this year. So have we hit any, star- so, so far we've hit a decent rotational player in Seth Curry. Yep, yep. I mean, that's, <laughs> and then we're, we're gonna we're gonna go one more year to try to really really jam home the point here. All right. So in points, it was Glenn Rice. Oh goodness! Is he still on the team? <laughs> He's not on. A, he hasn't been on a team in a while. Yeah, Glenn wow. Rice. He might be a star one day. <laughs> uh, rebounds. Cole Aldrich with fourteen wow. rebounds per wow. game. Cole Aldrich. Oh my goodness. What team is he on now? Timberwolves. He's on the Wolves. He's their backup. Or back up to the backup center, something like that. Well, they're not going to make the playoffs this next year, so it's fine. What? <laughs> another oh another day. Goodness. All right, and assist from Louisville, Russ Smith. Okay, at least we've heard of this guy. We've heard of him. Has he played in the NBA? I know he's doing well out overseas. Yeah, yeah, but he's NBA doesn't want him, so so we can say pretty safely that Seth Curry is still better, has a better career so far. So Seth Curry's still our best player. Yeah, okay. pretty much. Yeah. In blocks, Justin Hamilton, who I think at one point on was on Nets, the Nets, right? Yeah. I'd still say Seth Curry's probably yeah. best. Okay. Yeah, I, I see your point. And oh wait, oh, one more. Steals. Victor Gadaforce. Never, ever heard of that guy. Ever. I've never heard of him, never seen this picture. Yeah, no, I don't even know what he would look like. And I'm looking in the minutes leaders. I just want to say in this summer league, Giannis Adenakumbo was in here, and he didn't leave. He wasn't in the top five in any stats. Wow. wow. So, basically, guys, I'm trying to say that I haven't found any correlation at all. Yeah, I have to agree with you on that. Um, it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean Lonzo's going to be bad. Yeah, it, it doesn't, doesn't mean he's not yeah, going to be good. Right. But don't put too much stock into it. Don't make a graphic that has comparing <laughs> comparing his stats to Steph. John Wall and other players because and you think that's going to be an indicator of how well he's going to do. Yeah. So I, I predict he's going to win Rookie of the Year. That's fine. He's in LA. He's going to get a lot of 
publicity. He's going to make a lot of good passes. He's probably going to score a decent amount. He's on a young team. He's yeah. going to have a big role. Right, right. So that's my pick for Rookie of the Year. Who do you think is going to be Rookie of the Year? You already know my answer. <laughs> I know. I had to ask, though. <laughs> Dennis Smith Jr. is my pick for Rookie of the Year. I think he's going to go after it. I think he wants to show people that he is not... The ninth best player yeah, in the draft? Yeah, the ninth best player in the draft. Not even close. Um, I still think my prediction for Dennis Smith in his career is going to be um, better than Damian Lillard. That's the, so, so to put a gauge, Damian Lillard is a borderline all-star point guard. But that's because he's in the West. If he was in the East now, that's freaking terrible. Yeah. He's clearly a all-star guard. So I think Dennis Smith Jr. will be better than that. Yeah. So that's how much I love that kid. Yeah, and I just want to I want to end with my uh, my Lonzo Ball is going to be Rookie of the Year, but he's probably the sixth, seventh, or eighth best player in this draft. Yeah, yeah, so, that's not outrageous either to say. Yeah, I still have a lot of long term concerns, and even his ceiling, I don't feel better about than Fultz or Dennis Smith or Fox. Even if he gets a shot, yeah, yeah. Lonzo will be even more yeah, scared of him. Yeah, I think Fox is in too mu- uh, small of a market. Sacramento, yeah. nobody's going to be paying attention to them. George Hill's there too. They added yeah, some of that. So. so I don't think he's going to get it. Yeah, but Summer League was cool. I'm, I'm glad we win. I mean, the food was super expensive. They didn't allow <laughs> you to bring water in, and they didn't have water fountains. So I'm kind of mad about that. Yeah. But besides that, it's always good to go in for a uh, 40 dollars and watch a full day of games. You get to see players walk by you all the time. Uh, I met Sam Hinkie once, got my hat signed. So it, it's cool to meet those people. Actually, we also saw Sham's Trania. Sham God. Sham Wow. I mean, I, I saw him look at his phone, and I, I just wanted to steal his phone and go and just, just see the hidden treasures in there. Maybe of deals that didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. But, and he's also very tiny and skinny in real life. He's, he's, I'm probably 5'11", and he might be like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, probably weighs like 120. But the dude's got connections, so yeah. he's he's the next he's he's killing Woj. <laughs> so it's gonna be exciting to see. But um, summer league, another one in the books. Uh, bad basketball as usual. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna make unnecessary assumptions, but it's gonna be a fun year. Yeah, definitely good for the NBA. They're killing the summer right now. They're, oh, the revenue uh, probably crazy. Yeah. First time it sold out ever. Yeah. So I mean, this is really good. We're still talking about the NBA in July, so they, yeah. they're getting exactly what they wanted. So yeah. All right, guys. So make sure you. Leave us any ratings uh, once we get in an Apple podcast there or on SoundCloud. We're at soundcloud.com slash unrecruitedpodcast. Leave any comments that you feel you need to leave, uh, any any notes, or if you want to argue at all, you can go to visit us on Twitter also. But this is the Unrecruited Podcast. My name's Kobe Gonzalez, and I have Kyle Edwards. We're actually going to have another podcast coming up shortly where we're going to go into free agency. So stay tuned for that, and we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.